Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Father God, we ask you to open up the windows of heaven. Father, I ask you to hide me behind the cross tonight. Father God, let only your words go forth, Father God. Father, your, your kingdom is not in word only, but in power, Father God. Father, we thank you for the spirit of Elijah, God, the spirit of power, Lord, that you're going to rest and reign upon the church, God, in the latter days, O oh God. Open up the windows of heaven, O oh Father God. Let us see your glory, God. Let us know the times that we're living in. Let us know what's happening, God. Give us the spirit of discernment, God. Baptize us in the Holy Ghost and fire, God, like never before. Father, we need you. We're desperate. We're hungry. And we ask you, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, God. We don't want to hear from a man. We don't want to hear from a book. We don't want to hear from this or that. We want to hear from heaven tonight, God. And we ask you, Father God, to speak your oracles, Father God, tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that we're hungry and thirsty, Father God, and we need a touch from heaven tonight, God. They need you. We need you. The world needs you. And we cry out, come, Daddy, Papa, Abba, Father, come and touch us deep tonight, oh, Father. Bring out the truth, Father. Reveal the things that need to be revealed. Close and set people free and close doors and open doors, oh, Father God. Doors of glory, open them, Father God. Shut doors of demons and witchcraft and occult practices and fear and doubt and unbelief, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. Tonight's message is called, Repair the Altar. Talk about things like, we hear things in the church. The spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of this. Well, you know, if there was an Ahab, there's another. There's a spirit on anybody that... At, that had some kind of way they did things. But if they didn't follow God, it was the devil manipulating their character and their spirit. And they did things that the devil wanted them to do to come against God. That's all it is. All Elijah's spirit is the Holy Ghost coming on him and the man obeying God and doing what God told him to do. There's no certain special man. There's no superman, not even Jesus. He was became humbly a man, full dig and and. and, and considered himself not equal to God, even though he was. And I tell you this, so let's see what God is saying. Let's not say what's about what anybody wants to flick on the TV and hear some motivational stuff. I want to hear the truth. I want to know what the Word means, what it says, and what it is for today. And Father God, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation for now. A now word and a now minute, a now hour and a now time, because you're coming back. And we thank you, Father God. And we ask for more dreams and visions, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name. And Jezebel, what was she? She was the daughter of Baal. And she was uh, basically a manipulator, controller. And she basically, but she was a, she was a, a, um, of the devil, a advocate of the devil. She was just a puppet of the devil. Just like we have presidents, leaders, people all over the world now. And Ahab was supposed to be God's king but he was also gave that up for something else because he desired to do what he wanted to do let's read first Kings 16 31 through 33 and it came to pass as if it had been a light thing so you got to see what's going on if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Joab uh, Jeroboam the son of Nabai that he took to wife Jezebel See, if you're a king, you're supposed to marry a Jewish woman that's from that place and that person because of the gods and everything. You don't go out, and that's what God's saying. The church today is marrying the world. They're marrying all the things of the world, the things of the things. It's the same situation. So we're going to see what, what God's saying today right now for us in the church. And he says, 
And he went, and it says, the daughter of Ethelbaal, Jezebel's the daughter of Ethelbaal, king of Zidonians, and went to serve Baal and worship Baal. He went and served Baal and worshiped Baal. And he reared up an altar for Baal. He made an altar for Baal. There's altars in the churches all over for everything but the cross of Jesus and the power of God and the, and the, and the, and the, and, and, and the truth. I'm going to show you. He reared, and that's why people don't want it. They don't want it. They want hypocrites. A lot of people that play church and say this and say that because nobody has the power to back what they say. Everyone can say a good thing or make things, but they have no power. When Paul preached the gospel, he said, I'm preaching not in word only, but in power. And he said to them, and he knew what God was going to do. Kind of like Elijah. He didn't say, well, maybe God's going to do this. But this is the truth. He knew what God could do. And he, and he had faith for, for God to do what God said he's going to do. And God backed them. God doesn't back cowards. He backs people that back him. And we have a bunch of man pleasers, puppet pastors, that all they're doing is petting demons and not doing anything to stand out for God, and they're not because they don't want any persecution. They want everything to be smooth and lovely. I'm telling you this, to, to, to live for Jesus, you will suffer persecution. If you love Jesus, you're not supposed to be liked. I don't know where it was that the church, church is supposed to be the most popular place in the city, and everybody's supposed to like you. They're supposed to hate you. And if they hate you, it's not because they hate you, it's because they hate Him. And if they like you so much, then you might just, just be... Not really doing what God's calling you to do because they hated Jesus too, and He was walking love. So don't get upset when people hate you. Rejoice. And Ahab made a grove. But see, if we don't realize and get in our mind that people are supposed to hate us, and we don't know the word, we think we did something wrong. And the devil will say, "You're such a bad Christian. Look, nobody likes you." Until you know who you are, know your identity, then you can take authority and you can stomp on his head. But this is a process that we have to go through, and it's called the cross, and it's called repentance, and it's called following Him every single day. And there's a price to pay. And it's a heavy price. It's everything. Salvation is a free gift. There's nothing you got to do. But after that, He wants it all. It's called covenant. He has everything. We had nothing, so we give Him our nothing. Then we start giving things. Then all of a sudden, we start giving things and getting things. Then it was like, hey, you can't have that now. But when we had nothing, He... He could have it all because it was nothing. It's so easy to give nothing when our life was at rock bottom and we weren't doing anything right. and We had nothing going for us, no job. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have no hope, nothing. Oh, God, give me my life. But then when he starts to build us up and build the church up and bless the church and do all these different things, then all of a sudden, oh, now, God, you can't have that anymore. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to do that. Well, God wants to take you back to that place where it was just you and him and you didn't care about nothing but him. Ahab made a grove. He built in, okay, he reared up an altar of Baal in the house of Baal, which is built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel in anger than all the kings. Why? Because he married a daughter of Baal and he put up idols in the where he where God was supposed to be the only idol. God was supposed to be is the the you know the house of David, was the God of Israel. No other gods before him. I mean, they knew the ten. They know what to do. And this guy, and pastors, and leaders, and all over the world, and in this nation, and all over, just think they can do what they want in the house of God or in their own home, and think God's <laughs> going to be okay with it. Because Jesus 
died and he loves everybody and he and, and that's not what God died for us to do. He died to get back what was stolen from the devil. From the beginning till the end, till now, till, till he comes back. It's going to be the same. Baal has 8,747 gods, little g's. So the scriptures, so there's, but there's nothing new on their side. If you go back to Ecclesiastes. There's one devil, there's only so much of hell that God cast down, one third of hell, and whatever face of dis destruction, lies, perversions, it's all him. So, whatever religion you come up that's not the truth, it's just him. Man can't think of much things, and if man does, he's been seduced by the devil to think, and the pride of life, and go man. So, basically, we have this one truth. We're so blessed, we have this one truth, that's all we need to guard. But then we say, oh, you can come in here, yeah, bring your gods in, bring this in. God doesn't want it. He's not going to, going to struggle or He's not going to wrestle. He's not going to compete with any other gods in the house or in our heart. So that's what He's saying. That's what the Spirit of Elijah is doing. That's what God's raising up messengers to bring the people in their minds, their heart, their will, and their whole back to His heart. Not to a man, but to Him. So we see in, the, in chapter 17, that was 16. Then he goes to chapter 17. Then he also tells Elijah, tell Ahab now, go tell him, no rain for three years. It's not going to rain, and it didn't. So that means famine, that means the cattle doesn't get drained, things die off, no thing grows. And when there's no rain, there's no production. When there's no production, people freak out because then everything's, there's nothing there. So that's what he said. That's what he was doing. So he went to that, then jumped to 18, then he went, and, and then Elijah went to the brook, and God said, you know, then the brook finally dried up because there's no rain, so finally that dried up, and the ravens were bringing in food. Then, then God sent Elijah to this other city, and he got sustained. You all know the story. And, we, and, then, the, and then, then all of a sudden, let's go to Kings 18 now. So you know God doesn't just freak out overnight. He's got a plan. Everybody say, he's got a plan. All right. And it came to pass, after many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah the third year, now three years ago, saying, Go there, forth unto Ahab, and, and, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab. Now Elijah's going to Ahab. And there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah. Obadiah, I mean, Obadiah, it's a different one. So. Obadiah, not Obadiah. Obadiah, which is the governor of the house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. So this was a good guy in the other place, serving there, you know, kind of like people, you know, good guys, serving, you know, with in corruption, but trying to do the right thing, but no, they got to be there, and they're doing trying to do their best, but you know, it's so hard with all the things, you know, you do this, and like, I don't want to do this, because I can't do this, but you know, I got to do this, because you're telling me to do this, you're my authority, and that whole, so this guy's living in this kind of thing, so what does he do? He goes out, and he, he does things on the side for God, and does the right thing, so this guy's like, I'm in the house of Ahab, I don't want to be here, the guy I know, but I'm, you know, and then Elijah, you come, and now look what Elijah tells him, he says, Go, and when, and, and as far as so, when Jezebel, Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took, 
So Jezebel shut down all the prophets. That's what the Spirit wants to do in the church. That's what the Spirit wants to do in the church. That's what the Spirit was on. Uh, Herod's wife was the spirit of Jezebel, John the Baptist. <clears throat> she cut out the Jezebel loves to cut off the head. It means the head of Elijah. It means if you got no head, you can't talk. So he wants to shut you up because Jezebel wants you to worship and serve her. And Jezebel is not a male or a female. It's a spirit. And it can be on a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. And Jezebel, and we're not talking about little, little Jezebel stuff. We're talking about principalities of, that come in to, to places of authority to come and take out into even churches. If God set a, a church in a region or a place, then the Jezebel wants to come in and shut the voice of God up and just make it a house of gods. Where people come in and they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power because the power is not there. So they deny Jesus because they allow other gods in and God is not going to wrestle and he's not going to compete again with any other gods. So here we go. Now we see that Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah, took a hundred prophets and hid them, fifty in a cave, and fed them with bread and water. So this guy is like hiding out the prophets that are getting killed by this, this, this new government that Ahab allowed to come in, compromising. And Ahab said to Obadiah, Go in the land unto all the fountains of water and all the brooks, and preadventure not, and find grass to save the horses and mules alive, and loose not all the beasts. So they are divided in the land between them and passed throughout. And Ahab went way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And Obadiah was on the way. Behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face and said, Art thou Lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go tell the Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And I say this to the church. The spirit of Elijah is here. God is saying Elijah is here. And he's coming to make every crooked way. John the Baptist was a form of Elijah. He says he's going to make the crooked ways pray. He preached repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And again, we need to repent because Jesus is coming back again. So, when it says in the Bible, and we see it, what is happening, the church has no clue. Oh, Elijah, that's cool. Oh, Elijah, they have the song, and he's holding on the horse and the light. They got no clue what they're talking about. They have no clue what they're doing. They sing these old religious songs, but they have no clue even what, who Jezebel is. I, I do it all the time. When I go to the nation, I ask, who knows who Jezebel? Nobody. Who knows who Balaam? Nobody. It's all in the Bible. Nobody knows anything. They're just... Living for today, telling some guy, and coming to church with all their idols, and they're not making any, and they don't have any revelation or truth. But God's sending Elijah with the fire of God. And I'm going to show you, because it's a spirit, and it can be on any man or woman that is going to be bold enough to obey God, do does what God tells them to do, whether and face it, and doesn't say Elijah's perfect, because after you'll see what he, what happened to him right here. But there's some key nuggets and things that I want you to get out of this thing that'll sustain you in the truth. But when you think things are not right, when man says things are right, when they say oh this or say all that, you got to know in your spirit what does it really look like? Because no one really knows what Jesus looks like. That only the people that were really with them in the flesh. People <coughs> say he was just a, you know. The way the religious system is, like, anybody could do anything to him. He didn't care. He didn't care about nothing. 
He was just a good old guy. Nothing can bother him. He Things bothered him all the time. He wrestled with things all the time. He fought with God. He probably wanted to wipe out things all the time. He came in the temple of God. He flipped over tables. He whipped people out of the temple. He didn't hit them, but he chased them out. Because if he hit them, then, oh gosh, maybe we wouldn't have a Savior anymore. Because that would be sin, right? Because he hit him. But, right? So he had emotions. He had righteous anger. And he had a zeal for the house of God. And Elijah is basically the Holy Spirit on a man or woman obeying him. It's not a special kind of anointing. It's the Holy Ghost. It's what he is. It's what he does. It's who he is and it's who he's going to be. And if he gets a hold of any man or woman, he's going to do it. And he's going to do it with, with power. And God is preparing us to do that. But we need to be set apart for him. And Obadiah, and it says here, and so he divided the land. Okay. And Elijah met him and said, and he answered him and he says, I am. Go tell the Lord that Elijah is here. And he said, what have I sinned? What would I deliver thy servant unto the... He's like, I'm doing all this for God. I hit the problem. Oh my God, now you're going to have me go, go tell him you're here and you're going to take off. They're going to kill me. And he's saying, and he's like, He's like, thou would deliver my servant, they, have, they will slay me. As the Lord liveth, there is no nation or kingdom, whether my Lord has not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and the nation, that they found thee not. And now thou sayest, go and tell, behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, <clears throat> let me tell you this too, if there's a Jezebel spirit, there's probably an Ahab. It has to be. <laughs> there's not, you know, you just could another chapter. To the eighth church that hold the leaders that are like Ahab. He could, we could write a whole other thing. Behold, I'll come quickly unless you get Saul off the, and get the spirit of David in the church. I mean, we could go all day with things and pick the Bible, but we have enough to go on. We have enough to know the truth, and we have enough to be set free. So he says, From thee, and the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whether they know not. And he says, And was it not told, my Lord, that I did when Jezebel slew the prophet, he's like, don't you know, didn't God tell you all the stuff I'm doing? You're gonna tell, now you're setting me. I'm like, God, where's my reward? I mean, I did all this stuff. Now you're like sending me out there. It's like, sometimes this guy must be like, God, man. Don't you feel that sometimes? Like, I got to go say that. You got to go tell them that. You want me to do that? I mean, I, I'm doing all this, you know, and it's good. I'm safe. I'm helping you, you know, undercover. Doing all this. And then you want me to like go to him and like tell him, the spirit of Elijah's here, and it's time to get things ready because he's coming. And look what happened. And he said, and Jezebel had killed the prophets, the hundred men, and said, fifty in the cave, and fed them with bread and water, and sustained them. And now that said, Go and tell, behold, Elijah's here, and he's they'll kill me. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, I will surely show myself to him today. He's like, Don't worry, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up. I'm telling you, he's, God's showing up. And Obadiah went and met Eli, meet Elijah and told him. And, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, <coughs> uh -huh. they're seeing it. They don't like it. They have leaders and pastors. They don't like it. 
They're hearing it. They're on Facebook. People are sending them stuff. They're reading things. They're just being quiet because they know it's trouble time. They need to make some changes. And and they said when 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 Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, "Art thou that trouble Israel?" That's just saying, "Oh, they're troublemakers. Oh, the hot house. You're the other ones. Who do they think they are? God, they're always." You say, or this is like, oh, be careful for that group over there. This is all God, you know, the little wizard. If you go to that, you ask people to go, because the sheep that are being scattered all over are coming to the, the scatterers and saying, what's this? We're hearing this. And, and they're getting more confused, you know, because, oh, no, they're like, that's not real. And they're like, oh, God, what's going on? And, they, and then Ahab's shaking in his boots because he knows, because deep down they know. Deep down they know what the truth is because basically they, they, they've been set by God. They have an anointing. They have something going on. But God's bringing the spirit of Elijah to repair the altars in our hearts and in the, in the, and in the house. Yeah. So he said, aren't they that trouble? Are you, why are you always causing trouble? Can't you just win souls like everybody else? Can't you just, you know, get along? Why do you got to preach so strong? Why do you got to say that? Why do you got to tell? Why do you got to always expose everything? Why do you got to do this? Why can't you just, you know, we love. I had a guy once send me, he's like, man, you got the good. Just hey, can you give me a break? And I'm like, give you a break? I got to say what God tells me to say. I'm glad I got the goods for a reason, and they're coming to you right now. You know, it's like, where does that all happen? When did that start? It's like, I got to be on TV, and just like this thing that came on with the black thing with the Wakanda, it's like, I rebuked all. I said, where are the, all the women were reposting. I said, where are the black men, supposedly prophets? This, this, this is your culture, and you're not even standing up because you're afraid of persecution. You're afraid to be an outcast. You're afraid... So we need some black Elijahs to rise up too. Oh, that's right. That's right. And it's time. That's right. Not that we're any different, but there's some, some people that will hear somebody that they won't hear. Yeah. People are going to hear me that won't hear somebody else. Mm-hmm. So God's going to do it. And I'm sure they're out there, but they're going to come out of the cave and they're going to speak. And God's going to set his people free. And he's going to destroy all the altars of Baal in the house of God. So he answered, I have not troubled Israel about thou, but you have. <laughs> In the Father's house, that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Belong. Now, therefore, send and gather me all Israel. Why do you think the devil's attacking you? He doesn't want. Elijah to come on the scene. Why do you think you're going through warfare? Why do you think you're not being? Why do you think there's there's things going on in your mind and head and torment and different things? Because you want the Holy Ghost. You want the real thing. You're not going to settle for the fraud. You're not going to settle for the half-breed church. You're not going to settle to be a hybrid Christian. You're not going to settle because it's just in you can't. So you are troubled and the devil knows you're one to mess with. This is one that ain't going to settle like the rest. Let the rest be. Let the crowd be. Let those ones, you don't, don't torment them. They're heading right there. They're watching their, their slick sugar daddy pastors on TV. They're watching, you know, the guy, they're sitting in the church. He's telling them everything they want to hear. Let them hear it. He's working right. No, they, they think they're good. But these, you think you're just going to seek to follow him? 
and trouble the church and, and, and shake things and be a shaker and a quaker and the enemy's not going to try to deceive you, trick you, take you out, tempt you, test you, try to get you and then go in front of God, look, see what he did, see what he did all the time. We got to get that in us. We're not good. just because you know, you say, brother, why are you so? Where are you going? I don't know. Everything's fine. You see, you go to the the carnal church. You go to one day. It's like everyone's at the coffee. It's like just talking about their business. It's like they don't got any problems. And you're like, what's going on? Because the devil got some right where he wants him asleep. That's right. <laughs> asleep. Like Joseph last night. They have a name that they're alive, but they're dead on the inside. But there's still time, just a little bit. You got it from the song from <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> there's still time, and that's why we're speaking it now. So he said this, and he called, and, and then the prophets grow the same ones that call. Okay, then and the grows that that grows prophets was the ones that Micaiah went to Ahab too. There was another guy, another prophet, Micaiah, and Micaiah was. Called in, he said, all these prophets, those were the ones. They weren't really prophets. They were the grow prophets and the prophets of Jezebel, Abil. And then and then the king's like, this is the other. He's like, should I go to battle? I was like, I don't feel it. I feel... And then everyone's, yeah, go, you're going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like the prophets that just tell you, you know, what you want to hear. Just, yes, man. Yes, 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 yes. You know, not, then he comes, well... Is there any other one? He's like, is there anybody else? And then he goes, well, I got this one guy, but I, his name is Micaiah, but I don't like what he says. <laughs> I don't like it. And bring him. He said opposite of all of them because they're all false prophets. Even if they said something that was true, they were still false because they're not serving and, and authenticated and being led by the Holy Spirit. You can guess. I mean, it's a 50-50 chance. It's going to rain tomorrow. It's not going to rain. <laughs> You can hit him. They hit and miss. Hit and miss. They go in Israel. They hit and miss. They got a scarf on. They do this. Then they die because some come die when they start playing around with God. You know? And it's like, it's just sitting out with like a word machine. It's like, word machines. They're called soothsayers. And they're just, it's like, they say a lot of stuff. And like, but what did they say? Like, that was good. It sounded like everyone likes it. They got me. One million likes. It's like, what do you say? Like, I say, is the Pope good? The Pope's coming. The Pope's good Pope. He's like, what are we prophesying about the Pope anyway? What does the Pope have to do with Jesus and Elijah in the Bible? It's like, and you're like, wow, but the way they love it because they're crossing, because they want to, because they're so into the world. They're grafted into the seven mountains. It's like, they watch the news all the time. So they want to hear what's going on. They want to know the news before the news is on TV. Instead of knowing what the word, kind of seeing what God's saying was going to happen tomorrow. Not what Hollywood says. So, so Ahab sent all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came and all the people and said, How long will there be between two opinions? And if the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal be God, follow That's what God's saying to the, the bride. And there's a big separate. You see, it's already happened. I mean, we prophesy. It's, it's like the remnant's already got It's like... It's stuff going on, but it's like, you're like, who are they? Like, what are they doing? It's like, it's like, it's being so obviously seen that it's not even like, they can't even hide out anymore. It's like, you know, God has done that. He's revealing. There's no thing where it said the tares and the wheat will grow up together in the church. 
It said, the, the world is the field, and of course, we're going to, until Jesus comes back, the world's the test. But in the church, just supposed to be, we're all weak. We've been born again. We have a father. We have firm ground. We're rooted in Christ. We're not terrors. So people took that scripture to say everyone can have anything in the church. Salt, pepper, yeah, do everything. And the church is, is a holy place where holy people come together under a holy God and listen to God. And they, they humble themselves and they want to hear God and they fear the Lord. Terrors don't fear anything. So it doesn't, it doesn't, see, but people, we hear these things in a religion and then we're just, oh yeah. And then we're like, later we're like reading it. Like, what is, that's not what it says. And it's like, wait a second, but you hear so much stuff on TV or you go and ask the, the pastor, well, what, what, what's all this? Well, the terrors and the weed are up together. We got the sheep and the goats. And the, 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 the. I'm like, well, it's like, yeah, but the goats, the church is for the sheep, you know. The goats are, the, you know, it's like, goats are there, it's like, Jesus is the shepherd of the sheep, and he gets the goats away, and they eat the food. It's like, but you said that, but that's not really what it means. So, and you're like, okay, so you believe that, it's going to happen. If you believe that, then you're going to have it. Whatever you believe, you shall have. So, Elijah came. People said, how long will there be between? You follow him, follow the Lord God, or follow him, but if Baal didn't, follow him. And the people answered him not a word. They're like, oh, good. Okay, well, it's like, everyone say that, like, that brother's just riding the fence. Listen, riding the fence. It's like, well, let's get out, we'll just jump on this side. Like, on the fence. It's like, fence, Christians. Like, he's on the fence. Fence is a great way, and the devil come by, just knock you on his side. Boop. Like, running out, it's like, boop, 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 boop. You sit on the fence, you can't bounce. If the devil just come down, you'll be right on that side, you'll get back up on the fence. And it's like, there's only one side to go, and it's his side. It's the side of the Holy Spirit. So, so he says this. Watch this. So Elijah's here now, and he's like, he's ready to. He's like in the family. He's been waiting. I mean, he's probably three years waiting for this like whole thing. He's like, God, what am I like? Do nothing. Sitting by this brook, drinking water, watching the water. It's like, and I'm thinking the whole time. I got like a couple more weeks, and I ain't gonna have any water. He's probably naming, he's naming the ravens, just waiting on God. God wants us to wait on him and obey him and wait for him. No, raven, that's, that's Billy Joe Raven. And I was like, like, wish he'd bring me a hamburger, man. He keeps bringing me, I don't know when he was bringing him, TV dinners. I wonder if he had a micro. He's like bringing him. So probably some, you know, killing some birds or snakes and dropping them on him and lies dead little fire. So I'm just not the team So he's like, sitting there long. That would get boring, wouldn't it? Just waiting on the Lord. Didn't go out there, I am Elijah. Ta-da! He waited on the Lord. And they three, what, like three? He was there a long time. Was sitting by a brook, watching the brook. He's like, oh God. But no, and he's doubting God. He's like, I'm going to run. And then he's like, go meet the widow woman. And he's like, oh God, i got to go meet a woman. And he's like, well, and he's probably like, well, he was probably excited. He's almost years sitting by a brook, wherever long he's been there. And he's like, Buddha, where is she? He's like, huh? he's like, all right. He's like, I'm going to, you know, he's going to say, give me, me and my son are going to die. Give me it. He first. He's like, I'm like, okay. And they gave it to him. And he's like, did the miracle. And it's like, this is it, God. I waited all this time. Repeating by her. He's like, you take me to a widow woman to get me. 
Hey, well, I wanted to go to the Mount Carmel or the big show. And I said, relax, Elijah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. And then, okay. So check this out. So, even only I remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them, therefore, so it's him and all those prophets, Give us the bullocks and let them choose the bullock for themselves and cut it into pieces. That was that whole chapter we since. That's why I skipped to the showdown in the Mount Carmel. Anyway, because everyone knows the story, right? Okay, but there was, let's see what God's, let's point out what, what's going on in this thing that God highlighted to me because we've read this before. Okay, so the gods call the name of the Lord and they answer by fire and let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. Let's do it. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you a bullock for yourselves and dress it first. And you are many. And call on the name of your gods, plural, gods, but put no fire under it. And they took the bullock, and which was given them, and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal, and from the morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor they answered. And they leaped upon the altar, and it was made. And it came to pass at noon, Elijah mocked them. He started mocking them. And cool, it's like, and it's funny because we went to lunch one day, and it was raining, and it's busy. You know how you go to a Thai restaurant, and they put the little sacrifices, the little cup of something, and the food right out the door, and all that. And it's like bad weather. We walk in these little bits, and I'm like, we're like, it was Saturday, and it was the one up there, and I'm like, where's everybody? And and I and she says, oh no, the, I said, oh, your God must sleep when it's raining. <laughs> and she was, she went. Mm. So I was like, you're going to sleep when it's raining because the people are there because it's raining. Because the, you know, they do the sacrifices to bring the people and they think it's going to bring them. It's actually the good food the way I go there. So you know, we get drawn there because they, Thai food is good. But so she just like looks at me like, but she kind of smirked because she, she thought it was funny because she probably believes the same thing. It's like stupid. I mean, think about it. Why isn't it? Because it made her think, oh, yeah, it is raining. So if, if it was God, he would just, you know, okay, something to think about. But that was kind of like mocking, right? That was so said, That's not nice, brother. Well, I think God liked it. I think He really liked it. He really did. And even if, yeah, so He said here. So He said to the prophets of Baal, "Choose the bullock for yourself." And kind of okay, blah, 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 some. And they took the bullock, which was given to them, and they dressed it and called the name Baal from the morning till the noon. And there he goes. And Elijah, they leaped on the altar. Elijah mocked them and cried aloud, "Where is your God? Either He is talking." Or he is pursuing, or he's on a journey, or maybe he's sleeping. <laughs> and then he got mad now, because now he's like, because he's trying to show, but he had boldness to do that. He just said, oh God, if you don't show up right now. He knew his God, he knew his purpose, and he knew if he was bold, and he did, and said what God told him to say, he would answer. And God spoke to his heart that he was going to do it. And God just did miracles in that. He fed them by the brook, just like God did to the Israels and all those things, the things that we need to remember what he did in our lives. And when, we, when he wants to use, we've got to remember that. But it says, don't you, even Jesus said, don't you remember when I just fed them? 
the 5,000. Now we're on a little boat and you're with me again and you're worried that we didn't take any bread? It's like, that's what we got to be like Elijah. Be like Jesus. Don't be like the disciples that we keep forgetting who our God is. Who is our God? Is he, is he, who's willing to show down like that? Because we did that, right? They didn't bring him. I was ready. Not saying that. Because when the anointing comes on you, you don't care to think about anything. But don't do it unless God's doing it. Because God did it. Right? So if God's doing it, you have the boldness because it's from Him. So if you're doing something in your own strength, of course it's not going to show up. Then you stop and you get no. But when God tells Him to do it, He's doing it. When God tells you to do it, you do it. Boldness doesn't come from you. It comes from Him. It's His. He's the, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's, you got to let Him out. And people are like, that doesn't look like God. God would never say that. When we shut the meeting down here, like, oh, so that's not love, brother. Oh, so having a false prophet speak over, that's not love to take the microphone out of the hand and shut the meeting down? That's not love? That wouldn't be how Jesus would do it? Oh, okay. That's what they said. And then I think, okay, well, let me think about that. False prophet speaking lies, spirit left the room. That's not love. The way he did it, Wait till the meeting's over. Let him do the devil do all he wants and tell me, you know, that was wrong of you. Shame on you. We can't have you here anymore. I mean, how does it really look, guys? How does the church really supposed to look? What is it supposed to be like? Where is it going to be a safe place for people to come in, be delivered, and set free, and go set the world on fire? Or we just come into a social club and pass out our business cards and try to get connections? Or where someone say, "Hey, brother, let me come. Let's cross pollinate with your Facebook people so we can have more people." And that's what comes in people's heart. It's all about crazy stuff. But that's not what Elijah does. Not the Holy Spirit. We just say Holy Spirit instead of Elijah because that's all it is. He says the Holy Spirit. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. I'll pour out my spirit. So he said, and they mocked and they cried. And the attorney said, and, and, and you must hit your, your God away. Was, was Elijah a prideful man? No. Religion will tell you that. If you did that now, they say, look, who does he think he is? So prideful. <coughs> Elijah was a very humble man. But when he knew the anointing was on him and he had a purpose to do, he didn't act like normal people. I'm just trying to get you identified for what God's bringing to the church because they're coming. Thank God. And thank God that, they, that, that the system rejected you. Because if they didn't reject you, you would, you would be right there with them. Rejection is a blessing. Thank God you've been rejected. Thank God you're not running in the circuit, getting the big offering, selling out, and begging them to convince you that there's a purpose. Selling crusades or, or conferences for, for money and merchandise. Thank God you were rejected. Thank God that God's separating you from, from all of that stuff. So he can really use you. He separated Elijah. He didn't even hang out in Israel with you. He came there with a purpose. Holy Spirit's come in the church to restore. And make every crooked way straight. Just as it says in Luke chapter 3 and 4 around there. For theologians, it could be. No, it's 3 or 4, but. 28. And they cried aloud and cut themselves. And the men, now what kind of God would make it cut themselves? We see that, right? Manna with knives and lanterns and blood gushed everywhere. They were mad, man. They were mad and they cut themselves. And it came to pass that midday that they prophesied until the time of the offering and the evening sacrifice. That there was neither voice 
nor anything. All day it's like, it's like, well, and it's so sad that we get like that because we're not hearing God. Because God didn't tell you maybe to do something. Maybe you're supposed to be over here and you're something there. You're trying to make God show up here. He's like, I'm right there where you left me. Go back there and I'll show up. And Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near. Come on, now it's my turn. Oh, brother, look at it. It's like, you want to talk about a circus show, like the show? Of a... He's like, come on, now it's my turn. It's right here in the scriptures. Not my turn, his turn, God's turn. And he said, and the people came near to him. Look at it right here. And he repaired the altar of the Lord. He repaired. Because why? The other gods in the church took it over. Or in the Israel at this time. But no, we're now, you know, there's, everything was for the church of Jesus. So, Elijah came and he, what did he do? What is he doing? Right here. Symbolically. What did he do there? But what is God doing now with the spirit of Elijah? On the last day, from the book of Malachi. Right there. Just think about it. Right there. Right there. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. That's what he's doing in the church right now. And that's what the Spirit of Elijah is doing. It has to expose the false, mock the false, get it out there, go on Facebook, do all that. People are like, what are you doing? You're like costing for trouble. Why don't you know? You know you're going to get, your, or they'll come, oh, you know, you're very um, critical or whatever. But if you're sent by God, God will back you. A lot of people are trying to be that. And they're getting taken out because they're like, that's such a cool job. And they're like, oh, they get a little red on this end. They're like, oh, because they're not ready to do that. So don't do it. But if God's telling you to do it, you got to do it. And there'll be a blessing and a reward. And God, there's no, it's torment when you don't do what God tells you to do, period, period. So, what do you, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. So what did it, they made altars of Baal. We're going to find out in a minute what that is. In that, now God's saying, and I'm bringing the spirit of Elijah to the church in the last day. Well, that's what Elijah does. He spares it all altar. I was broken down. Elijah took 12 stones. Then I'm like, 12 stones? And then he told me, yeah, the 12 tribes of Israel. So it goes back to the Father and the promises of the Word, just like he said, that he's going to restore the sons back to the Father. So he's got 12 stones. And then God told me, and that's the 12 apostles. And then he says he's got the 24 elders, the 12 apostles and the 12 and that's the government of God that God's establishing back in His church. So the twelve stones, and then the twelve. Then God showed me this in a vision. Then the twelve stones turned into one stone, and that's Jesus, the Rock, the Rock, the Rock of our foundation, the and the chief cornerstone of the church, the cornerstone of the church. So the twelve and twelve turn into the one, and the one is the foundation on the apostles and the prophets. So when God said I'm restoring, like God's restoring Israel back to the, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then he says, I'm going to restore the church back to the to the to the word of God, to the foundation of the apostles and prophets. That was in the book of Acts. Yes. And then the one, it was like, then the 24 hours into they're on the throne, and it turned into one stone. And that's what Elijah said. <laughs> the one stone, the chief cornerstone that the, that the builders rejected will be the head of the church. Then he said, took the twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the son Jacob, and the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And the stones were built 
and the altar the same of the Lord. And they made a trench around the altar, and it would contain two measures of seed. Then they built a trench around it. Now picture now us not being there in the sense of being in the church and putting Jesus back in the, the foundation. You know, we're building on this, building on another man's foundation and all this stuff we have, and building on this and building on that, building on hand, uh, building hay, wood, or stubble, or we're building on, on sand. But we said that you build your house upon the rock. And when the storms and the flood comes, you'll be founded on the rock. And that's Jesus. So the church is the rock. So that's the altar, really. It's, 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 it, and it's our heart. Because the kingdom of God is in us too. So we see right here. Now watch this. So they, and he, what did he do? Well, he brought the water, the rain. Elijah is going to bring, the Holy Spirit's going to bring the rain, the Holy Spirit raining on the church. And he's going to rain on our hearts. So watch this. And he put the wood under in order and cut the bullocks in pieces and laid the wood under and filled the barrels with water. And he poured them on the burnt sacrifice. And it says, we're a living sacrifice, right? And he said that it's the water of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it's like the living water. You say, the, the, the living water doesn't put out our fire. Yeah. It actually increases it. Yeah. So water and fire in the natural, but in the supernatural, it's a good thing because he is the living water. Yeah. So he pours it on our, and we become the living sacrifice now. Yeah. Okay. So we're actually the, turn into the, we lay ourselves upon Jesus. Remember the, the, the word also says? Fall upon the rock, unless the rock falls on you and crushes you into pieces, into dust. So you fall on the altar, but you become the living sacrifice. That, but the glory remains. So check it out. So they did that, and they put all that, and they put the seed around. He's like, I mean, he's like really going out there doing this, like, like, and you gotta say, there's always a reason for things that God does. For for our carnal, we're like, yeah, man, I was gonna, that's gonna really be God. They couldn't even get any fire. It's like, this guy is getting fire on, on a soaking wet altar. I mean, that must be God. That's a real, really, really good thing. And, you know, there's also the strange fire. And we can get in that. We're not. But this is the real fire. This is the fire that consumes the offering. This isn't the fire that just warms you and makes you flesh out. This is the fire that's an all-consuming fire, as it's in Hebrews 12, that our God is an all-consuming fire. So look at this. And he filled the trench with water, and the living, and, and, and it says, And it came to pass, in the time of the offering, the eating site, that Elijah the prophet came near, and the Lord said, But the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, he didn't even say, um, he used his name, Israel. Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, and we know that was Jacob, let it, be known this day that thou art the God of Israel. And God said, let it be known this day that God runs the church. Let it be known this day that the Holy Spirit is the head of the church. Let it be known this day. It's not a church of hierarchy or men or theologians. I must have heard in the last month, three or four people asked me what my credentials were. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean credentials? God spoke to me. He told me to do it. I'm doing it. What, what do you want? I mean, what is man's looking for something that it's not even... God doesn't care about. I mean, it's like this month, it's been coming a lot. I don't know what, it, what, what, what that's all about, but I've been talking to a lot of Baptist people lately. I don't know why. But something about that. And that have done these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord. I remember that even Jesus prays, says, Lord, let this for your glory, Lord, raise Lazarus 
that you're Lord. So Elijah's like, okay, he did the one prayer, but he knew. He wouldn't have done all that. No, but he did. And then he asked, he said, come on, God. Now it's on. It's on you, God. If you don't show up now, it's over. Because they would have killed him. Like, you mocked us tonight. Okay. Well, he would have been like, well, our God is so, but you're done and you're a dead man. Because there's 450 of us and just one of you. But it's funny that even 450 of them, they weren't going to mess with it when Elijah and God showed up. Doesn't matter how outnumbered you are. Doesn't matter how many people are against you. If God shows up, the fear of the Lord will show up too. And people won't touch you. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. And the people may know that thou art the Lord God, and thou hast turned their heart back again. Turn their heart back again. Turn their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. And the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water. Then was the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. See, when God shows up, people fall on their faces. You don't have to trick them into coming to the altar. You don't have to do anything. You just got to do what God tells you to do, and they'll come. Because no man comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws them. I can't cook up a scheme. I can motivate people to come to me and say, I'm going to give away a car. But what's the difference if they all show up, but God didn't draw them? It's not their time. You're doing something in religion or in your flesh. But if you wait on God, He'll set up the meeting. He'll set up the showdown. He will... Expose the false prophets because he's God and he it's he's he's the one that really has a problem with it. He just made it our problem. We didn't wake up and say I hate all that. He put it in us. It's we hate what he hates, and we hate the fraudulent and false prophets in the church because they're all about themselves. The people fell on their faces. He is God, the Lord. He is the God. He is. Yeah, they said, the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let one of them, do not let, not one of them escape. Judgment starts in the house of God. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook and slew them all there. It's funny, I was like, God, these are prophets, and they're like killing people. Remember? It was like Saul was supposed to kill, and he kept the one king, you know, and he disobeyed God. And it's like Samuel had to come and take Saul's sword and kill them. God is going to take, God is going to use his prophets to kill the stuff that you won't kill. What Ahab wouldn't kill and allow happen, God's going to send his prophets to take it out. And Elijah said, take them and the prophets of Baal, and okay, it's an escape, and then kill them. By the, he killed them all by the brook. And Elijah said, Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound. I would have took out Ahab too. <laughs> God obey the Lord. <coughs> they wouldn't have a voice if it wasn't for Ahab, right? That's why God, I'm like, uh, Ahab too. <laughs> no, my king. No, man. But Elijah probably, he wouldn't even. No one would even touch Saul, even though David even knew it was his anointed. I'm just kidding now. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I bet you he could have got away with it after he did all that and just go, God, sorry, I just take it. And God raised up Ahab. <laughs> he had a whole new chapter in the Bible. Okay. And Ahab went and 
up and eat and drink. And Elijah was like, what the heck? And they went to the top of the Car- of, of, of Carmel. And they cast himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees and said his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and said, there's nothing. And he said, go seven times. Isn't it funny? It's seven. You keep looking until you see it. Because if God said it, you better believe it. And you better keep looking until you see it. wasn't seven times. He dipped seven times too, but he dipped in the water till he was healed. But God, because seven is the number of completion. So in other words, keep looking seven times. A righteous man falls seven times. It's seven times. I was like, oh my God, I got one more time. If I fall again, I'm righteous. And I'm like, okay. And wait a second. This can't be true. Because I'm 11, 12, 13. I just <laughs> I'm just saying, messed up, you know, do one. Because back then, when you first say, man, you do one thing, oh, God, I'm sorry. Seven times, right? Completion, completion. God's going to complete what he told you. You keep looking. You keep looking. If you don't see it, keep looking. No matter how big it looks, how little it looks, if it doesn't look at all, keep looking. He said, keep looking. Because God, he said, come the rain. I mean, my God, he called down water on the altar. He said, keep looking. And so it came to pass and, uh, seven times. It came to pass on the seventh time, he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and the wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode. And went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. In the first Kings chapter 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And with all how he slain all the prophets with the sword. And now we have the word of God. Take them out. The word of the Lord. It doesn't have to be Romans this. It's the word of the Lord in your belly. You don't have to put up with false prophets. You tell them what God tells you to tell them. The word of the Lord is He tells you something and you say it. It doesn't have to be quoting a scripture. Elijah had his word. Get your word. And you say it. Whether you like it or not. Whether they like it or not. And God will back you. You'll feel good when you do it. The only time you start feeling bad is when the response you get because you're waiting. Well, I knew it was God, but why am I getting all this? Maybe it wasn't God. Because you're thinking with a carnal mind. If you think with the mind of Christ, you'll understand that those that live righteously in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And when you do what God's saying, you think John the Baptist said, sitting in jail, oh God, he almost went nuts. Go ask him if, go, is that really the one? This, this isn't how I planned it out to be. Sitting here in jail, all I did was tell the king's wife she was a... Mm, and now I'm sitting in jail and Jezebel is going to have his, her daughter pass that Jezebel spirit onto her daughter to dance in front of him, trick and deceive and manipulate the king to kill him and bring his head on a platter because he was a prophet and he was the, the first Elijah. So then, and that spirit was on him, then he's like sitting there and now he's wondering just what happened to Elijah. Jezebel said, I'm going to do to you what you did to those prophets and Elijah ran and got nervous after all that human because what the spirit of God 
He did all his own. When we get back to us, there's nothing but we're nothing without the anointing. But when the anointing, we trust the anointing, we move in the anointing, and we know that it's not us, we'll do great and mighty things. Because it's not us. The problem in the church today is everyone's moving in their own strength, their own ideas, their carnal mind, and everything that they want to do. And they talk about everything that they want, and what they want, and what they think God wants, when God never said in His Word. So, Elijah's coming to make the crooked way straight. So he said... And killed the prophets and Je- Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that they arose, he went in his life to Beresheba and belonged to Judah. And he left his servant there, but himself went the day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down by the juniper tree and requested himself that he would die. Isn't that funny? When we go, every time we go on a mission trip, that next week after all the hype goes, we just want to die. <laughs> it's like, and he married the world. And the world, Jezebel represents the world. And we're gonna, I'm going to show you right here in this. So we have gods and paganism in the church. Grace means ignorance is tolerated. What Grace. Grace to make excuses. Grace is not to make excuses. Grace is to empower us to be able to pick up our cross and deny ourselves. Grace empowers us to live a holy and righteous life. Grace empowers us to become the sons of God. Grace empowers us to do the things we cannot do when we're under the law. Grace empowers us. Grace is harder to live actually by than the law because God expects you to do it because He gives you power to do it. So when you do not do it, it becomes unbelief. So if you say, I can't do it, but he did it, you say God respected someone, and you call God a liar. So all the churches messed up, they're erecting altars of Baal. We have all these gods in the, in the carnal, lukewarm church. Gods of fame, altars of fame. Gods of mammon, altars of mammon. Gods of vanity, altars of vanity. Gods of self. Altars of self. Gods of materialism. Altars of materialism. Gods of sports. Altars of sports. And I'll say it again. Football. They. <laughs> I feel like I just said this before. <laughs> right? Close church early and watch the game. That's an altar. Let's substitute God and put something else that's, that is a bottom feeder for Joe. Where do you go? Okay. <laughs> Altars of gods and animals. Animal baptism, animal grooming. They have actual, I saw some weird stuff, but we'll go on. Okay, the Episcopal Church. <laughs> I feel like I just said this before. Altars, I mean, the Episcopal Church, said, we rode by and it says, doggy exorcisms. On Saturday from 10 to 12. And then it said, Doggy, um, what was the other one? Huh? Oh, Doggy Blessing was the other one. So it's like, yeah, don't bring the lost. Just bring your dog to church. You know, we can't get anybody to the church, but I'm sure you'll bring your pets nowadays because, you know, they're number one now in your life. Yeah, we traded the kids for the pets now. So we're now, the kids wouldn't get saved, so now we'll just get the... The pets saved. 
It's not funny. We should be crying, but I mean, if we don't make it funny, I mean, Elijah would make fun of it, right? Because they're gods. Gods of humanism, altars of humanism. Behold, every behind every pagan ritual and act is a little god. So we know even behind East is a cereal goddess. It has nothing to do with eggs, a bunny that... And first of all, bunnies don't lay eggs. I mean, I did... I, for years, I thought bunnies laid eggs. And I was like... I was chasing these eggs around looking. I'm like, bunnies and eggs? I don't know how I found out. I don't know because I'm not going to lie here. But I'm like, I finally found out one day. I was like, bunnies and eggs? I know they have little turds, like little balls. But eggs, I don't know about. And I'm like, you know... Bur- Ducks lay eggs, you know? So I'm like, eggs and that, so that doesn't make sense. Something's with that. Church doesn't even think about that. So planting eggs around the churchyard, and little kids are running around. You find out behind that, it's pregnant, so it's an altar. They're talking about it. And then they, they, they intertwine. The thing was, it's not, you don't put Jezebel and, 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 and Elijah and you entwine them together. They don't go together. Jesus and paganism doesn't go. So Malachi 4, it says, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, and all that do wickedly. He's talking about the time when Jesus comes back. Shall be stubble, and the day cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch, but unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. What does the Holy Spirit do? Heal. Right? He's a healer. And you shall go forth and grow up as calves in the stall. And you shall tread down the wicked. For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. In the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts, remember the law of Moses my servant, which I command unto him, and Horeb and Israel, and the statutes and judgments. And we say that God says, if you obey, if you love me, you obey me and keep my commandments. Jesus is saying, now, the greatest commandment is this. Love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, and you fulfill all the commandments. So when we're walking in the Spirit, we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh, we're committing the commandments. Because He says, go here, we go there. So, Jesus also has commandments and blessings. And if you do this, you're blessed. So they're ultimately indirect commandments. Be a peacemaker. Be lowly, be humble. Those are commandments now. They're just not, thus saith the Lord now. It's, hey, if you want me, this is what I look like. If you want me, this is the fruit I have. So if you're really connected to me, if you're bearing fruit, you don't need to be in the law. But you keep His commandments. And then when you love, you're not going to do any of that. When you love someone, you don't murder them. When you love someone, you don't steal from them. But you can't love someone and steal from them. you got to love everybody. So you can't steal from anybody. You can't say, I love this person. I'm just going to, I don't like him. I'm going to steal from him. Then you're not love. You're in, then you need the law. Then you become a thief. So he said this, Behold, I will send Elijah the prophet before the coming of the, in the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It's great and dreadful. Or they, some scriptures say that the terrible, the awesome and terrible day of the Lord. It's going to be terrible for those that do not choose Him, do not choose the cross, 
in the blood of Jesus, and it's going to be dreadful and terrible for those, if, and, and it's going to be awesome for us. You want to say the other one first? Dreadful for those people, and it's going to be awesome and glorious for us. So it's a double day. It's it's the same day. God's going to be so excited, and he's going to be so oh, the worst day of his life. The same day. It's going to be his best day and his worst day. He's the worst, it's the worst thing he has to do when he has to send everyone out. He said that's the biggest thing in his life that, had, that would grieve him. Because you know what he did? He sent his son to die on the cross, rose from the dead, killed his son so we all can live, to show us what it takes to give up something that you love for him. And if we're willing to give up our lives for him, he will give us life. So, what's this guy Elijah going to look like? What does that guy Elijah do? Don't listen to Dr. So-and-so on TV and think you're going to hear what Elijah's going to do. This is someone like Jude or Peter or somebody that isn't in a system that's going to be telling them what the system tells them to say. Elijah wasn't in the system. Elijah will bring rain. He'll bring the Holy Spirit wherever he goes. He'll expose false gods and false teachings. I mean, that's what he did, right? He calls fire down on altars that have been prepared. He prepared the altar by the Word of God. What prepares our hearts is the Word of God. The Gospel will prepare. And he'll call down the fire. On the heart. It's our heart. And then God starts the fire and he's an all-consuming fire. So he doesn't want nothing left. I don't know where this is like my best life now. I've become great and famous and I want to get as much CDs and books out and, and sign them all and become famous and great and everybody calls my name and I and everybody loves me. Even Oprah Winfrey loves me. And she doesn't even believe in God. She hates Jesus. But she talks about me all the time. Doesn't make any sense. You guys got we gotta wake up. Saints deceiver. And you see, you see those people on the street that don't have a relationship up. Even they have all that some of that truth, but they even think those are the good ones. Like, we don't have nothing to do with them. We have to do with the Holy Spirit and all, that's it. And the people start to preach for people and motivation and humanism and all the things that aren't the gospel. I don't have time for it. I want to hear the truth. And I want to see the power. I don't want people to come for Jesus and end up getting the law, under the law. I don't want people to come for Jesus and end up going home with nothing. I don't want people to come for Jesus and go home with more spirits. Like in some places. The real prophet's office is not for profit. Profit, not for profit. They're not for soothsaying. They're not for anything but God. God doesn't have any messengers that are double agents. Today I'm prophesying for me, I'm not the devil. I'm going to go to this church because they like, I mean, they're, that's just, this is the remnant, so I'm going to put on my remnant hat. They do that too. They'll spy you out. They'll, figure out. They'll go tell you this. They gotta say this. This one just gets good words, you know. And I gotta keep my keep the doors open and up, you know. 
get my gift, you know, I sharpen my gift because everybody needs a word. Got a word, you got a word, you got a dollar, I got a word. Word machine, that's what I mean, I grew up in that stuff. And all of them are fading away. All I want to be, a prophet <coughs> They can't post anything from Elijah because they're scared. That it's going to mess up their following. They're cowards and soothsayers with a gift. They never submitted to God. And right here is a whole list of all those different gods. But I'm not going to go through them. I was going to some of them things. But they're all in the church today. But the thing is, they're very disguised. Because we're so into the world. And then when you bring the world, all the gods are of the world. Jesus said that we're in the world, but not of the world. And if the world hates you, they hated me first. Jesus said that if the world loves you, you got, there's problem, you got some problems. Now, when is it always that we got to look like the world, do things like the world, to attract the world? Elijah attracted by the power of God, by the glory of God. See, what you'll attract is people and crowds, but you're not going to attract the power of God. The only thing that attracts the power of God, the only thing that the power of God will back is the Word of God. And God will train you, and He's raising you up to where you will have full authority and know who you are and know who's backing you. And when you say things, God will show up. But there'll be fruit, and people will turn their hearts back. How about going to a crusade and preaching and silence it to everybody actually repents and comes to Jesus? Or you tell everyone, it's all about a miracle. It's all about a miracle. It's all about a healing. Come and get your miracle. Come and get your miracle. How about the biggest miracle is to become a new creation in Christ, to become born again. Whether I live or die, I do it all for the glory of God. <laughs> There were ten lepers, and only one came back and was made whole. They were all healed without leprosy, but he was made whole. Sozo, mind, body, and soul. Salvation came on him. Why? Because he came back and acknowledged God and his faith. Jesus said, where are the others? We had a crusade, 10,000 people. Five people showed up to the church. Where are the rest of them? Doing the same thing, smoking the same stuff, going to the same place. But hey, we got a prayer card. We got 5,000 of them right here. But Elijah, you're going to see the fruit because all the people feared the Lord. And Father, we thank you, God, that you're a God that answers by fire. You're a God that comes in even a still small voice. Whether whatever we're going through, Father, we have to raise our faith up again, God, that you are the God that answers by fire. You are the holy fire, God. doesn't matter what it looks like. Father, repair the altars in our hearts, God. Repair our hearts, God. Repair the church. Repair the altars. Repair the, what are these things called? Pulpit. Repair the pulpit. Now it's turned into a lecture, a, lecture, a lectern table. Here, a lecture. Like, lecture you. I want to hear, I don't want to be lectured. I've been lectured my whole life. I want to hear the word of the Lord. Elijah will bring the word of the Lord and he'll do it with power. And Father, we thank you that your word 
is in power, Father God. And you said that these signs will follow you, that you will cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. And on raise the dead, I see that as salvation too. Raise the dead. They're dead, now they're alive. They have, they were dead. I mean, born again. Dead, because we all died because of Adam, and Jesus made us alive again. But without going through him, you, you die. Even though you're alive in this body, you're dead. And when you're alive and born again, you'll know it and you'll follow him. So the fruit of our salvation is who we follow. Not what we say. It's who we follow and then what we do. Not everybody's perfect, but that's why grace is for you. So we thank you for that grace, God, that you take our imperfection and you make us need you more and more. And what we don't like, we give it to you. And then you take the condemnation away. That's the grace. The grace shows us that we can do nothing without you. And then we hold on to you even tighter. So in the grace, my relationship that is shallow becomes deeper and deeper and deeper. Because spirit becomes spirit. And the flesh disappears. His spirit and our spirit become one. When Jesus walked in the flesh, he was walking on the water. There's no weight in the spirit. If he was walking in the flesh, he would have sunk. But he was walking in the spirit. Hey, he looks like a ghost. Oh, he's a spirit. <clears throat> he was walking on the water. Because there was nothing on this earth that was weighing him down. He was. And he said that we will become the sons of God. That he said that the world's waiting for the manifestation of real Christians to appear and know who their father is and come and do many signs and wonders and works by the Spirit to build the church and to back the Word of God and to live holy and righteous and to mortify the deeds of the flesh. This is the whole thing about it. And we cannot do it without the Word of God. So what does God have to do first? Elijah comes and restores the altars. And then we come to the altar. And then the, God speaks from the rock. He speaks because it's Jesus speaking. And he builds the house. Unless he builds the house, we labor in vain. That's what's going on. Everybody's building houses, hay, wood, and stubble. But when the fire of Elijah comes, it, it burns away. And they realize they have nothing. And God's going to restore the altars because it all starts at the, at the foundation. So, Father, we thank you. For this word, Father God, we thank you that your word will not return void, that it will accomplish everything that it's sent to do. That your 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 word is uh, uh, tearing our, uh, separating our hearts, Father God. That the things, God, that you want us to do, Lord, it's not about legalism or about that. It's just about pleasing you, Father God. That you're stripping away things that we think that we want or need or hold on to that actually put a wall up between our being moving in the full glory and the power of God. So, Father, we thank you for it. Everyone can stand up. And we're just going to open up the altar. And God's even asked, telling you some things that He's wanting you to, to lay down on that repaired altar and let the fire of God burn it up. It might be your mouth. It might be your attitude. It might be a bitter root that you've, 
sprung up after a while because after a while we're doing this and we've been around things and we just get tired of and it might be unbelief that you need to burn that up and it might be a hidden sin but I believe there's a grace today to really receive that fire once again that God has that you once felt with him because we cannot be lukewarm Father we thank you and we believe, Father. And we ask you, Father God, to keep us, to keep your heart, Father God, when we do the things that we do, to have compassion and mercy all the time, but never hold back and never doubt what you've told us to do. Even though it doesn't look like what man thinks it should look like. Even though we don't sound like what man wants us to sound like. God, we need to know your voice. In the voice of a stranger, we will not follow. And my sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. So, Father, let us know the strange voice, and let it magnify, God, that we will not follow any other voice but your voice. And I don't even care if it's your voice, and there's a lot of someone else's voice, but we know it's your voice. We can deal with the flaws of man, as long as the heart is right and the voice is clear. Not point us to, the, to the, another direction. That we can deal with and have grace for. It's not about perfection in man. It's about, is the voice coming from the source. So we thank you for that voice, Father. 